Welcome to C3 Church Tagra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Phil Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Probably my number one message is, I believe, is the kingdom. Uh, That's what I love to preach. That's what I love to engender through everything I do and say. So for me, that's how I do church. My Christian life is all about this. It's all about understanding that there is a kingdom to abide in. Amen? There's a kingdom to appropriate. There's a kingdom to abide in as an ever-present reality. Jesus said his major first statement was, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And because he went to the cross, it is. The curtain was rent top to bottom. His presence has been released. And his rule and reign through your hearts is what the kingdom is about. The kingdom is not so much about the external. It's not so much about the material It's about the spiritual, amen? It's about the spiritual. And it starts, and and see, they were looking for Jesus to introduce the kingdom as a political force, but he didn't. He brought it as rulership into the hearts of the people. And, And this was a totally contrary opinion, maybe, of a lot of the the zealots of that day. So this message is called the kingdom of God, the power that changes the world. Say the power that changes the world. Creating impact for eternity. It is not earthly. It's not physical. It does not come by observation. It's a spiritual heavenly kingdom. Luke 17 verse 20. Please jot notes down. Let's do some scriptures. Luke 17 verse 20 says... Once on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the kingdom, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed. And as I said, it's really the rule of God through his people, over the people, by the power of his Holy Spirit. It's inward. It's in their hearts. When your hearts are submitted to God, you come under the lordship of Jesus Christ He, of course, is now seated at the right hand of the Father, and he presides over his church, but over you and I, his people. That's the kingdom. And Jesus speaks quite dramatically about this in this this scripture, and he talks about this kingdom that you see that is dramatically, that you are dramatically witnessing by signs and wonders, he says in Matthew 12, 28, but if it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. So the kingdom was quite dramatic. He was actually inferring the nature of the kingdom by its assertion into the world, by its power, by the glory, and by the rights that God, the Father, and Jesus had over Satan, and the present world was the kingdom. So it's more than salvation, it's more just the, more than the king, the, the, the church, I should say. It is God expressing himself powerfully in all his works. And who's up for that? Who wants to see that? That's what I allude to. 
that's what I subscribe to. I don't know, I'm not sure what Christian subscription you get uh, if it's just, you know, just boring stuff, but I subscribe to the kingdom, you know. I like, I like the Bill Johnson theology. I like, I, I, I like the kingdom of God theology. Are you up for that? I, I want to see power. When I visit someone in hospital, I want power to be released through that prayer. I don't want to go in there with a patsy scripture, you know, you know, like, like, like just be, you know, I, I want to go in there and believe that there's a transfusion of life into that, that poor body that is suffering an illness, a sickness. Amen? I, I, I want to be able to pray and know God's hearing my prayer and it's displacing demons and devils off my family and my wife and my church. Amen? I, I want the power to be released dramatically in worship as Katie's singing there and inferring the kingdom and all, you know, the gen- may the generations sing of the goodness of God. Man, I'm thinking, praise God, I want my grandchildren to sing of the goodness of God for what they will see in their lifetime of the kingdom being expressed and, 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 and dark things being displaced off even their tiny little friends, even at school when they pray, the simplicity of their prayers and God be loosed in that class classroom and their teachers being healed and the atmosphere is changing and that atmosphere that classroom's conducive to learning we can allow the atmosphere to be of the kingdom and believe for people to be saved blessed transformed healed set free amen so that's what the that's what church is about it's not a form of godliness being nice and you know dressing up and you know you know, they're being nice for a couple of moments. No, it's about the kingdom. And Matthew 12, 28 says, For it is by the Spirit of God that I drive out demons. Then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Divine power being released. John 14, 23 says it like this. Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. John 23. 22 says, and with that he breathed on, the, on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So the, whole, the, the, the kingdom of God comes and rules in our hearts via the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit. He comes into the world with power. How? Isaiah 64 verse 1. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down. That's why we demonstrate. That's why I lift up my arms. That's why I stand and I go, come on, Lord. That's why, like, no, oh, whatever, God, you know, it's another day in church, I guess, yeah, whatever, you know, bring it on, whatever, you know, whatever. No, I'm demonstrating myself. I'm lifting up my antennas. I'm trying to pick up the frequencies, you know. You know, what's, you know I put my new car, I, I jump in it, and it always comes on some, some wretched talkback, uh, gabbling on. I, I can't believe people listen to that stuff in the morning, people talk back radio doing 10 to the dozen about nonsense what oh god turn it off how do i and my, and my dash my my car is so clever there's no proper dials on it you know it's, it's buttons and and um touch yeah voice activated and and uh but but there's there's a frequency from heaven where's the wind blowing come on lord bring it Bring it down. Come now. Fill this house. Bless my life. It's about surrendering. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you. Mark 9, 1. And he said to them, truly I tell you, 
Some who are standing here will not taste death before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power. I cannot believe the church, uh, uh, you know, even a lot of church has been reduced to how to just like, you know, like pastoral messages, but how to succeed in life, how to behave properly. You know, it's all outward stuff. It's how to, how to do well. I mean, we need that. We need to be practical. But the kingdom of God is within. The kingdom of God is, is God doing a number on you, ruling and reigning in your heart, and then it is the ability for him to flow through you. That's the kingdom. It's not just an outward thing. 1 Corinthians 4.20, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Say power, someone. It's not material. It's not political. It's spiritual. When you read the, um, the scriptures, there's good reason to believe that God will not reform the world as we would like to think. And, but ultimately, it ain't going to happen, folks, until the end of the time. Amen? It, it, there's going to be stuff continuing on. The world will remain an enemy of God and his people. John 15, 19, Romans 12, 1, 2, James 4, 4, 1, John 2, 15 to 17, podcast listeners will help them. Um, God's, God will come and he'll bring judgment and he will force, he will force um, a, a reform, but it'll only happen at the end of the age. Uh, it, it, it says that, Revelations 19, verse 11 to 21. And because God is exerting his power even now, the world will enter into a crisis and already has. God is exerting his power. The enemy is exerting his power. The Bible says in the last days, and it's been the last days since Jesus went to the cross, by the way. I'm not being sensational here. It's been the last days since 2,000 years ago, all right? So, but, but even now, because of the, the tension of the enemy, he's realizing time is short He's upping the ante. The spirit of lawlessness is being released. I, I guess, can you see that in the world news? God's expression of power fills the devil's empire with alarm. Matthew 3, 3, 12, 29, Mark 1, 24. Everyone's going to be confronted with a decision whether or not to submit to God's rule. Matthew 3, verse 1 to 2, chapter 4, verse 17, Mark that the fundamental principle of receiving the kingdom is repent and believe the good news, Mark 1, 15. Matthew 24, uh, there's, a, there's a scripture in Matthew 24, I used to quote this a lot, as a scripture that was, for me, talked about the last days, but actually, uh, I, I've since realized this was talking about the time there and there where Jesus was in that time and place. He was talking to the Hebrew believers and they were sensing, they were being persecuted. It was wild times. It was times, of, it was times of tribulation, trials and tribulations. And Jesus is saying, there is going to be wars and rumors of wars. Kingdom will be against kingdom. The kingdom against kingdom was the, the old kingdom, the Old Testament, and the new kingdom. And therein there was a lot of tension. And the people of God, or the Christians, were caught in, in between that. And he says in Matthew 24, verse 6, you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. Here's the point of my message this morning. See to it you're not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. 
there will be famines and earthquakes in various places, and all these are the beginning of birth pains. That was then, and it's still now. It's all, the world is always ending. You know, people are always getting on the, jumping on the bandwagon. It's, it's, it's now, it's going to happen now. The world's always ending. Old systems collapsing. God shaking the old system. Jesus actually inferring the Old Testament's going down. The New Testament is coming. Old systems are changing. That's what's happening now. Systems are changing. Systems are shaking. Political, social, economic, nations shaking. People even start to shake. But remember this. You are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. You are receiving a kingdom that cannot, kingdom, we cannot be shaken. Amen? Let's look at that. Hebrews 12, 28. You need to be assured of this. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom, now this is, um, this is good news. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, meaning can't be moved, let us be thankful and so worship God as we did this morning, acceptably with reverence and awe. And the Bible says, for our God is a consuming fire. That's talking about judgment. Now, Romans 14, 17 says, people still don't know what the kingdom is. People think it's the mission field or something else. I'm not sure what you might think it is, but the kingdom is this. Romans 14, 17, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. It's not external stuff. It's not things that you practice and, and, and religiously do. It's this. It's this. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking. It's not something that you take in. It's something that flows from you. And it is this. But of righteousness, peace. Can we do that one? Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. In the Holy Spirit. Who loves the Holy Spirit? Who's befriended the Holy Spirit? Who wakes up in the morning after you've read the Benny Hinn um, book, the classic book of the 1970s, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. He saw Catherine Kuhlman in all her glory, a magnificent minister of the Holy Spirit. He was so impacted by Catherine Kuhlman's ministry in the early 70s, he said, oh my God, I'm zealous for God. I love God's word. I'm, man, God, man, I love God, but I do not know the Holy Spirit like this woman. So he literally, his whole ministry was revolutionized into the ministry that it is, which is all about the Holy Spirit. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Who says in the morning, good morning, Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit, lead me, guide me. Now, listen to me. This is it. This is the guts of it. This is the guts of it. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. But if you don't know what that is, it's not going to help you. You need the reality of the kingdom to realize what's inside of you. You need to understand that by seeking ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that it infers these things. Righteousness. Righteousness is not your own righteousness. It's not based on what you do. It's based on what he has done. It's a gift from Jesus. It's his righteousness imputed into you. Romans 5, 17. For if by the trespasses of the one man death reigned through that one man, that's Adam, how much more will those who receive 
God's abundant provision of grace. Say grace. Are you receiving grace right now? God's abundant provision of grace and the gift of righteousness. The gift of righteousness. Can you just say that? Gift of righteousness. Reign in life through that one man, Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 1.30. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, redemption. That's exactly what Pastor Luke Boyd was saying last week. Don't think about yourself as that sinner saved by grace. I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No, you're God's child that inherited a virus called sin. You need to deal with it. How? Through the blood of Christ. Now you have righteousness. Woo! Amen. Don't focus on your sin. Focus on the righteousness that's in you. You have righteousness in you. Yeah, but I didn't do this. I'm not praying that much. I didn't even give. And I didn't even give to the pastor. And whatever. And, and, and you know, forget that. Forget about the right. Forget, forget about the sin. Live that reality of the righteousness of God. That is in you when you gave your life to Christ. What is it? It's not about external things. It's not about eating and drinking. It's not being careful with all these religious things. I've got to be careful to do that. How do you do a communion? You know, did, did, I, did I hold it right? Did I do it? You know, and, and now I've got to pray. And, 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 did I, and, 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 and how much do I got to give? And, 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 and when do I got to do this, Lord? And you know, It's not about those religious things. It's about the kingdom within you and absolutely banking your whole life on it in what Christ has done for you on the cross of Calvary, his blood, his, his, his very life died for you. You have to stake your whole life on that. You have to believe that with all your heart, that there's nothing you can do anymore, that you just have to believe that the kingdom of God is in you. God wants you to be established in the truth that you are the righteousness of God in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That's why you can be chuffed. That's, uh, I'm using that, am I getting older or something? I'm using that word more and more, chuffed. Is that right? It's a pommy word. I'm trying to get my pommy on before I go back there. That's why you need to go, yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, 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 that's weird. That's all right, but yeah, I'm cool. I've got the right. Yeah. You gotta get a bit of a swagger, man. You gotta I'm coming into the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I abused someone in the aisles, you know, in the traffic, but yeah, I'm shaking that off. I'm coming in. I've got I've got the righteousness. I, I, he's in me. He's in me and he's flowing, his righteousness. That's my foundation. I'm on my foundation of Him. I'm in Him. I'm not in miserable me. I'm in Him. I want, it's amazing. When people are in Christ, they can flow the righteousness of God. They stand in this. When they're in Him, when their theology's right there, yeah, but look at Him. Who does He think He is? I know Him. Yeah, but He knows who He is in Christ. Yeah, yeah, no, I saw Him down the tavern. Yeah, but He knows who He is in Christ. It's not, the out, it's not the external stuff. It's on the inside that matters. Oh, righteousness, peace, joy. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. In the early days, we didn't have a band. We, we, had, we called a ghetto blaster. We put it on the stage. 
Ron Canoli, and we sing songs like that. Righteousness, peace. And, oh, this is, this is good. Okay, well, right, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. And then we finally, well, I finally got my guitar out. And then we did it to my guitar. And then someone said, I got a guitar. And then another guy joined in. And, and then said, I got an old drum. Yeah, one drum, ding, ding, ding. And, and, and that's how your C3 worship team began. Peace, peace be with you. With the words that Jesus spoke to his disciples. So the second thing you need to understand, if you don't get one of these things, you're going to be missing, quote Pastor Julie, quote Bill Johnson, if you don't have one of these things, you're going to be missing a third. So if you don't have righteousness, straight up, you're missing a third of the kingdom. If you don't have peace, you're missing two-thirds of the kingdom. What's peace, Pastor Phil? Glad you asked. Here it is. Peace be with you, Jesus said, were the words that Jesus spoke to his disciples when he appeared before them after his resurrection. He also showed his pierced hands and side, John 20, verse 19 to 20, says that. God wants you to know that his son's finished work has given you peace. May that devil mock and tease you and run you down, but you are good in God. You have peace, you've got right standing in God. You are in God as long as you're transparent and real with God. You have peace knowing your sins are forgiven and you can stand amongst a whole stadium of mockers and the whole world shouting you down, you can stand up and say, I have peace. And that peace is the arbitrator of every decision that you make. I don't know, but I don't think I should be doing that. Why not? I don't know. Peace. Peace is ruling in my heart and peace says I shouldn't do that. Yeah? Can you count on that? Yes, you can, because that's the kingdom of God within you. The kingdom of God is within you. That peace is your arbitrator of what you should do and what, what you shouldn't do. Is that good? Yes. Peace. See, he paid for it. Jesus, he's our peace. He spoke it. He invoked it. The gospel is a gospel of peace. That's why I said when I went into that, I said, no, that's not love. That's not peace. I need to go in there in you, God. Your conscience can be at rest because your sin debt has been settled. That's how you get peace. You have peace with God and peace of God. You have peace with God and you have the peace of God. I, I, hang on, I, I'll say that again. You have peace with God and you can have peace of God. It's supernatural. It, it's the fruit of the Spirit. Isn't it, isn't it Galatians 5.20, you know, the fruit of the Spirit? It's like that. Joy, here's the third one. I hope you got those two-thirds. You need to get the third part. Joy will come into your heart when you see Jesus in the Scriptures, when you're worshiping, when you hear anointed preaching. Same joy from the Holy Spirit will fill the disciples' joy as it happened to the disciples. If this would happen to you, that you would see Jesus and his pierced hands. John 20, 20. And after he said this, he showed them his hands and side. The disciples were overjoyed. Oh, thank you that I invested my whole life in God, in the church, in the gospel, in my friends called the church. Thank you. Oh, my God, that's really you, Jesus. That's really that spear mark that I learned about in the Bible. That's really those pierced hands that, that were nailed to the cross. Thank you. I've invested my whole life. I didn't live half in the world and half in God. No, I thank you that I plowed my whole life into you. 
Because now I'm looking at you. Would that sort of get you joyous at all? Yeah, thank goodness, Lord. I've spent a lot of time doing this stuff. Man, what a, what a life down there on that planet. You know, trying to hold my head up against the hordes of darkness and trying to build your church and the cost, the sacrifice and giving all the time and worshipping and every church service. And... No, you were just I knew it was true. I knew you were true. Thank you. I reckon at the end of the, the joy it starts, here comes, it's like a, like a volcano. Now, I've never seen that guy joyous. It's, it's happening. It's, it's, it's breaking. And the core of it goes up. And the, and the gleam, start, bing, boom. It's like, ding, the lights go on. In, I've never seen my husband even raise a smile. Not for nothing. I mean, I've even seen him win the best meat raffles. I don't care. This guy does not smile. He doesn't exert any joy. It's happening. He's alive. Resurrection. Power. On the inside. Because you got that kingdom within. The joy. They were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. You can have peace and joy. Galatians 5.22, I've said it, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there's no law. There's no law. There's no Old Testament. They're told, you don't need the Old Testament. <sighs> kingdom. Just need the kingdom. <sighs> it's not natural. It's not physical. It's spiritual. You know what? When you, got on, when you know you got it and you believe it, you can toss everything aside and you can stand in righteousness, in peace, and in joy in the Holy Ghost. Romans 14, 18 gives us a clue. Um, because anyone who serves Christ in this way... Uh, let's go back to Galatians 5.25. Paul is giving us a definitely a clue here. How do we do it? How do we do it, Paul? Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. You've got to do that. Keep in step with the Spirit. And then Romans 14, verse 18 says, Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. 1 Peter 1 3 says, Lastly, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. It's unshakable, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. What? Peter 1.6, carrying on. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, 
You believe in him and are filled with inexpressible, glorious, say it with me, folks, joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Matthew eleven twelve, Jesus gives additional information on the nature of the, of the kingdom people. There he indicated that the kingdom of heaven is taking hold of only by forceful people who are committed to breaking away from sinful practices of the world and who turn to Christ. His word and his righteous ways. No matter what the cost, such people vigorously seek the kingdom in all its power. you enjoyed listening to this message for more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us go to c3telgra.org.au we hope to see you at church soon